hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my good mate, Phil. Unfortunately, uh, Kent can't be with us this week. He's off looking for some masks, and I think he's even he's gone ahead and lost himself somewhere. I don't know. I hope he brings back enough for us. Anyway, on with the show. Mr. Phil, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Mr. Drew. Very well. Um, plodding along, and uh, I'm now back in Leeds, having been away to London yes. for some days, and uh, yeah, back into it, back into it, back into the swing of things, back into life at home, I guess. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yourself, you're doing okay? Doing okay? You're, you're gearing oh, up for oh. your adventures? I, I am. I'm, I'm, I say I'm gearing up, but I have not packed a single thing yet, so <laughs> I know the, it's crunch time. That's the correct way to, to, uh, to do travelling, though, as long as you get things washed and everything, you can just throw them in a suitcase yeah. before the day that you leave. I packed them basically the day that I leave for yeah, the last big holiday. I remember I came and saw you guys right before you left, and you had not packed a single thing. Nope. Um, I, I gotta ask... How are you guys going over there with this coronavirus? I haven't even noticed a thing. To be honest. Is anyone in a state of panic? No. Like No, in okay, fact, so in, to... in fact I've just quickly I've seen I've seen more news about um people getting limes prepared for coronas than I have for the coronavirus. Yes. But yes, no do go on, continue. What's what's happening in Sydney? How's it going there? Well, um well they've found someone attending Sydney Uni has been infected today. How rude, so, how rude of that person. I know, how very dare they. Mm. But yes, it's apparently it's spread into Sydney now, and, you know, there's been a lot of people at work today wearing masks, and I know that I'm a little concerned, I guess, given that I will be flying with China Airlines in a few days. Yes, true, I didn't even consider <laughs> um, that. Are you going to have a face yeah. mask? I do not currently have one. I think that either myself or my traveling companion will need to go and invest in some in the next couple of days. Well, if you pop into the local doctor's or local GP, I'm sure you could ask for one for the face mask, a uh, face mask, just one that they have and well, say... Well, I, I will be popping in to see the uh, GP in the morning, so I may well have to bring it up then. I am aware, though, that my airline will not be doing any flights from the area or the source of the virus, uh, mm-hmm. particularly given that we have a transfer of flights in Taipei, which yep. um, had me a little bit concerned, but they've made it very clear that there will be no flights in, in or out of Taipei um, to or from the, what was the name of the district? The Wu Wuhan district or something? in china couldn't tell you no idea but somewhere in china i keep i keep reading it i keep glazing over half of it just i keep just looking for the part where it says cool this is what you must do because this is what it actually is what is the coronavirus i know i'm putting you on the spot here but i have absolutely i've I've so little understanding of it so apparently coronavirus is the blanket term for a number of different viruses including do you remember the SARS virus yes. years ago? Yes. Yeah, it's the same family of viruses. Right. Uh, what are the effects? What What's the? Do you know what the the drama is? is very, it... ver- very much cold like symptoms, but it can become lethal very quickly. Right. Okay. 
Um, the funny thing is, though, if, like, if, if you do find that you've got it and you get to a doctor, you can be treated for it. Like, it is quite treatable. Yeah. But it's the people that are not getting treated that are dying very quickly from it. Yeah, right. No, I heard, I heard that there was already vaccines for it, or at least there's, there's, um, what's the term I'm looking for? There's, uh, antidotes of sorts. Cure? Yeah, cure, cure for it. Mm. That's the word I should have used. Um, yeah, no, in, in, quite interesting. Why is it, do you know why it's called the coronavirus? Like, what, what's that? Is there any link to the, um, the, the, the alcohol? To the beverage? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I haven't read that far ahead. All I've, I, I did read something, mm about it but didn't actually go into any detail about the name or the origin <laughs> of the name unfortunately no that's fine or whether or not the lime wedges came with it but <laughs> yeah oh no go a lime wedge right now yes and a corona for that matter yes exactly there's nothing wrong with that um it is very hot here still <laughs> well then a, then a corona with a, a, um, a wedge of lime would be perfect oh it would now answer me this um I've been informed by my dear mother, who spent some time living in the UK, that it is damn near impossible to get a cold beer in England. That is, is correct. That, true? That, that is correct. That is correct. But one thing to... But, 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 consider this, consider this. Um, I, I don't know this as fact, but I'm putting it down to logic, um, you know, to justify the reasoning, is that... So summers used to and continue to be not particularly hot here. Um, winters tend to be on the chillier side, um, down to zero, a little bit below or just above. Um, a lot of the time the kegs are located in the basement still of bars and pubs. Um, bars and pubs then have quite um, un sealed access to the road and street level and all that which means that the basements get incredibly cold and incredibly and stay incredibly cold for a very long time um they are the ideal place to go on a hot day as well because there is cool breeze and cold floor and yeah um so my logic behind it is that it's not so much about the fact that the the beers are warm or anything like that it's that they do stay cooler they're just not chilled so it's not that they're chilled it's just that they are cool um yeah mm. that's my logic behind it i mean look it is look look i'm defending it but um i will say that i do somewhat having had a couple of um beers in last week um down in london that i miss the idea of having a chilled beer but at the same time i think if i had a chilled beer I would have been so cold that I wouldn't have been able to finish the drink because it was freezing. I was freezing cold that week, so I don't think I would have wanted a chilled beer anyway. Um, okay. Again, I wouldn't have wanted a warm one, but I'm yep. glad it was cool. I understand the logic. I mm -hmm. just... Oh, man. I... Look, we'll, we'll get we've one. All, we've, all had, we've all had that moment where we've had warm beer. Oh, beer is revolting when it's warm, and it's, it's revolting just, when you get to the dregs yeah. at the end. Like it's it's gross. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm so scared of that. I I want I love my chilled beers. Yeah, you know, it's like if you've been holding oh. the beer in your hand for too long, and then suddenly you get to the end, and yep. it starts to look like apple juice, and then it just tastes like really yep. bitter and gross. Yeah, no, don't look. Yep. And I'm, don't and I'm don't, scared of that. Don't fret too much. It doesn't get to that stage. Um, in fact, it probably gets that stage the same speed as it would in Sydney um, or in Australia. Okay, again. It is it 
sitting outside in a pub, to be honest, or even when you're sitting inside, you're still cold on your face and hands and extremities and stuff like that. So, look, it, mm. it's not so bad that it's not chilled as it goes down your throat. Um, beer we're talking about here. Because, because y- yeah, you know, free. the second we get there, we're going to want to get a beer. That's fine. We'll do that. That's, do that. that's priority one, really. Can do. Can do, will do. Um, I mean, after dropping bags and checking into the Airbnb. Yes, and hugging and seeing and waving and, you know, yeah. Uh, we're like, excited oh for Oh my god, you're here, we're here. We're, we're going to be, here. we're going to try and be waiting out the front of your Airbnb when you arrive. That's, <sighs> the, that's, the, that's the aim and that's the plan. Um, and I we'll, have two very, two old, very dear school chums joining us. Yes. Oh, I will try and get you, thing. we'll try and organise SIM cards for you otherwise, but otherwise we'll talk about that, you know, closer to your flight anyway. Sarah, of course, has to have a conversation with you about driving here and the different road rules. She's very excited to talk you through those because there are slight differences that you need to be aware of. And yeah, she's going to do that. She's excited yes. for that. Um, yeah, we look at this. have to have a chat with her before we drive up to London. <laughs> yeah, no, she's gonna. we're going to talk on the phone before your flight and um, talk you through everything okay. to, to consider. That's the plan. She's excited for that. Um, okay. Yeah, so, well, so on this episode, here we are, we're already, already about eight minutes into this episode or so, and uh, we're going to be talking a little well, bit more about London. We've got um, some topics on the cold, because you mentioned to me you needed to get gloves. Um, yes. So we, we want to talk about something to do with gloves, because they're, 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 you know, very important pieces of kit. Um, we have a lot of love for gloves here. A lot of love for gloves. I certainly do. I used to not, but I certainly do now. And yeah, look, we'll talk more about London, <laughs> more about the um, the, the yeah. plan and, and how my week has been. Uh, we'll touch yes. as well on um, Kobe Bryant and, and his death in the helicopter crash. Totally tragic news that came out of the US and, and such a role model and, mm. um, you know, a, a figurehead for, for the NBA and, and, and um, charities and things like that. So talk about him. If we have time, we'll get onto the Australian Open, but it's okay if we don't have time. Um, and then we got our sick Kent of the week. So let's fire off at the very start, Drew. Um, I actually yes. want to talk about gloves because you, again, you mentioned to me that you needed to get gloves while you're in London. You asked me if there was a Kmart or a Target or something like that over here that you could go and get gloves, but not just any gloves, gloves that you could use with your phone. Now yes. that's, that, that's interesting that you say that because I'm now getting rather sick of the fact that I can't use my phone while using my gloves and to the point where so Sarah taught me the trick of you just put your finger in your mouth and like and like breathe out so that way you warm up your fingertips and then it works perfectly fine on your phone for a little while um but I'm getting sick of the fact that you know I'll finally give in I'll be walking along without gloves on and finally go you know what my fingers have turned to frozen carrots now yes I said frozen carrots um and so I think not it's time carrots. not regular ones frozen ones you know, they go all, like, hard and, like, look like dead person fingers, basically. So then I go and put my gloves on, finally. And then just as I've put my gloves on and kind of, like, put my jacket over my, my gloves, that way, like, there's there's fully, it's fully insulated, then I'll get a notification on my phone, and suddenly I have to undo all of the work I just did and take that bloody glove off. And no, it's not a massive deal in the grand scheme of things. It's just annoying and frustrating. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Um... So I totally respect the idea that you want to get gloves that have um, that that are able to you be used on phones. But you brought up the the very very stern issue of absolutely not fingerless gloves. No, no, they're unnecessary. The, the, the why do they exist? Seriously. <laughs> no, I I'm don't with you. Get it. <laughs> like why? Why are you a thing? 
No, the, the reason I brought up the Finkel's gloves is A, I don't want them. B, uh, Jesse has a pair mm-hmm. and has very little interest in using them. Mm-hmm. Why is it a thing? Well, it, it's interesting. Again, so with gloves, what? gloves tend to... It's not so much the palm of the hand that's the issue. The issue is the fingers get cold. And when the fingers get cold, it's so uncomfortable. They don't work, as I've discovered now across this winter. When your fingers get so cold that they look like they're kind of like dead person hands or fingers. Um, You know, a little bit like when you get in the shower and you turn on like warm water and suddenly it feels like your feet are like scalding hot because they're like pale and blue looking. And, you know, they're really like just like weird and rubbery kind of dead looking that kind of thing. Um, my fingers got to the point of that once, and I couldn't use my phone, because my fingers were so cold, my phone didn't recognize that I was using them on the screen. I thought it was like a stylus or something. And I was like, I cannot believe this. I cannot use my phone, because my fingers are so cold. I'm surprised my fingers didn't fall off and I had frostbite. But, you know. So that's the point. Like, if if gloves, and the whole purpose of gloves, is to keep your fingers warm, why would you want a pair of gloves that has cut off the only part that you need to stay warm. The point is keep the end of your fingers warm, but if it's cut off, they get cold. And your palm gets warm. Who cares about a warm palm? Palms are pointless. I don't get it. No, that's my view. I did mention, though, that there was... um, There were those gloves that were um, fingerless. Um but you could put the mitten over the top of it and cover all your fingers. And you said no? No. It's fine. I have the solution. I have just found the solution. I've been digging around Mm -hmm. there. So you have Asda over there. (laughs) Yes? Yes. And Asda has a clothing range called George. So you can get some of George's gloves, eh? And George has gloves that do the thing, the touchscreen knit gloves, and they're five pounds a pack. I think I, I'm tr- I've already I've already forgotten. I've already forgotten, but I feel like as does the shop that saw what every other shop was doing and decided, nope, we're not going to do that. By that, by that, I mean that. It has, you go in there, you look at a catalogue, you order what you want, and then you go to the counter and they bring out what you want. There's no, you don't go looking yourself, you just go to the computer and then order it there. Perfect. So we're going to do that. I haven't used it yet. Well, we're going to try it out because I need gloves and I am quite happy getting them here. Okay. Well, we'll do that. Um... Now, of course... Find, find a store. We'll just, we'll just go to one in London. There's ones that are built inside Sainsbury's and stuff like that. Like, they're, they're everywhere. Maybe one in the Westfield. What? There might be one in the Westfield. Yes. You know that Westfield is really far outside of... Anywhere. Really. Is it? Yes. Well... Now we'll discover it. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Oh, I've just found an Asda near our Airbnb. Oh, well, perfect then. It's that. Now, Old Kent Road. That's ironic, or fitting. 
It's walking distance is what it is. Old Kent. Oh, like oh, okay. actually walking distance. Well, very that convenient. That makes me really happy. Very convenient. Um, now, all right. Anyway, on with the show. Yeah, on with the show. <laughs> now we're we're talking about this because obviously we're talking about London and and you know a lot of this chat has you know in indirectly been about London, um, which kind of brings us to the greater topic of um, you know that that the fingerless gloves fits with inside of um, the category of talking about London. Of course, fingerless gloves being pointless as we've now spoken about, but London. So um, yeah, in a couple of days, um, I said at the time that this episode goes out, a couple of days. In fact, the next day that this episode goes out, Drew will be landing in London, um, meeting him, as we've already discussed earlier on uh, on the show, meeting him in London will be myself and Sarah Moon. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I've just come off a week in London myself, as again, I already mentioned, but uh, uh, I was, in some ways, I was, I was hanging out with my cousin Andrew, again, who, he's been on the show before, and, and it was awesome to see him. We had a great time. Um... It was so nice to show him, show him around, and and also because we had a little bit of extra time um, than I will with you, uh, it it meant that we could kind of we could split our time between being really chilled and really cruisy, but also seeing all the sights. And I thought thought it was um, mm. that that was perfect for for the two of us to be able to catch up like that and just hang out and, and have a great time. So um, yeah, that's wonderful. Th- thanks to him for coming over and, and seeing me and wanting to see me. That would that that you know um, made my year so far. Um, so we're now, um, in some ways it was a reconnaissance mission as well, because I was able to see and just double check that the walk that I have planned, which you guys don't have to do at all, but, uh, but nonetheless, I, I did it anyway. No, um, okay. yeah. So basically we're, we're excited. We're, we're going to, uh, Drew sent me a list of things that he wants to see. Um, and, uh, we're going to make that happen. We're going to go and see all, all the, the tourist hotspots, hotspots that we can. And, uh, I'm thinking on the Saturday we try and tick off as many as we possibly can by doing one of the, the greatest walks I think you can do in London. Obviously, starting down at Kensington Palace and then heading towards yep. the uh, Royal Albert Hall, then up through past Buckingham Palace and, and so on, and, and over through Westminster and Number 10 and, and the Abbey and, and uh, Houses of Parliament. Uh, the Tower of um, the Elizabeth Tower, I should say, and Big Ben, which, <laughs> not to alarm you, are still under scaffolding, a lot of, um, because they're being renovated, and that's just the way it is. And, and uh, yeah, so you're you're like many thousands or millions of tourists that are seeing them in scaffolding. Um, nonetheless, you can still see the clock faces, and that's fantastic. And and, and parts of the tower, which is excellent. Is it um, still is it still in the scaffolding? Yep. Oh, damn. Because because oh, they well. have to because they no like I, I assure you can see still still see enough. I sure. Okay. Um, we'll also go past the London Eye, um, walk along the Thames, um, walk to uh, London Bridge, the Borough Markets, the Shard, um, London City Hall. You'll see that again. This is I swear this is all real. You'll see the cheese grater. You'll see the gherkin. You'll see the walkie-talkie, um, and you'll see uh, Darth Vader's helmet. I think it's been referred to as. And you'll see Tower Bridge on this walk, as well as the the Tower of London as well. So you'll see plenty of things. Excellent. Yes, yes. Um, we'll even take you to uh, Traf- Trafalgar Square, Leicester Ooh. Square, Piccadilly Circus, Oxford yes. Cir- uh, Circus, Regent Street, 
um, Oxford Street, um, take you to parts of Soho on the way, um, and then on another day we can take you to Harrods. Um, we can do London, uh, Westfield if you want to. I highly suggest now that I've just come from it, um, going to Notting Hill and going to the Portobello Markets, which I was just at the other day, um, on Portobello Road in Notting Hill. It's a, uh, a tourist spot, but, but it's also very local. The movie Notting Hill sums it up best in that it's, um, you know, suddenly the, the cars don't have access and people flock to the streets with stalls and, uh, and there are antiques and not so antiques available for sale. I swear it's a great place to go, so we'll try and fit that in somehow on Sunday if we have the time. Um, or whatever we plan on doing. Um, we'll make time. Yes, exactly. Obviously, there's also Baker Street um, we have to get to. Uh, Please. Yes. Well, I mean, look, one of the main trains, uh, train stations that I traversed throughout the week was Baker Street. I think we swapped at Baker Street almost every time. Which is the the train station, but nonetheless Baker Street. But we can we'll go up, obviously. But uh, yes, yes, I'm excited to show you as much as I can. Sweeney Todd. Well, what was that? I want to go to the home of Sweeney Todd as well. Okay, okay. Fleet Street. We can do that. Fleet Street. Baker Street will be very nice, though. Um, I would like to go to the Sherlock Holmes pub. Sure. I, I can, though, say that a lot of these are literally just streets, and you wouldn't know the significance unless you knew the significance beforehand. Just but that's half the fun. Yeah, true. Good point. Good point. Um, but yeah, look, oh, there's... We can't, there's... Forget, we can't forget Abbey Road. No, no, no. Of course, of course. Um, mm. But yeah, there's tons I know Abbey Road see. is near Baker Street, apparently. Well, there we go. We killed two birds with one stone. There's tons to see and do, and uh, yes. yes, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Oh, it's exciting. Yes, but have walking shoes because we're going to do a lot of walking. We'll jump on the tube whenever we can because the tube is very convenient. But uh, yes, lots of walking. Well, well, I've got my new boots and I've got my Connies. So good. Good. It's going to be, be either fine. one or the other. You'll be fine. Now, uh, just looking back at the, um, the week that was for me. Um, yeah, so Andrew and I stayed in... Um, Notting Hill, and in fact, just on the, the edge of Notting Hill, we uh, we stayed in Westbourne Park, and uh, what was cool was our Airbnb was on one of the few high-rises in the area. We are on the 18th floor, all the way up. Look, it's quite an old building, but nonetheless, it had an amazing view, so the amenities didn't matter so much. Um, now, the view overlooked Westfield, London. The view overlooked um, Notting Hill entirely. Portobello Road entirely. The view overlooked um, Wembley Stadium as well, which I could see on the horizon. That was fantastic to see that. I've not been able to see it so close. Last time I saw it was when I was up the Shard and you could only really see the silhouette. This time I could see the light pollution from it every night. and It was look. It looks fantastic. It's an amazing looking stadium with that massive high arch. Um, and uh, yeah, it was amazing to see London from so high up um, besides the, the Shard, which overlooks the city. It was, it was being the only tall building around. It was, you really saw a lot. It was a great view. Um, and obviously we could see the BT Tower, which you'll see while we're there. And, and it kind of overlooks Baker Street. And yeah, spectacular, spectacular week. We had a great time. Um, it was cold though. It was cold. Let's be honest. Certainly cold, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. And um, 
yeah, well worth it. And uh, I'm excited to do it all again with you. I think we're going to have a great time. I think so too. Uh, so yes, do you have your highlights that you're looking forward to? The things that you're looking most forward to, the things that you want to see. Roll up if, if you have your list. I mean, you have it somewhere, but if you my list is open, time, my list um, has not closed. Fire away. Tell, tell, do you, I don't know if you have it in front of you there, but tell me what uh, what you would like to see, and I'll I'll say yep every single time. I can make it happen. We can see okay. it on our So these walk. so these are the these were the things we agreed upon that mm-hmm. we definitely wanted to go and check out. There is more to it, but this is just whatever I had on my end of it. Mm-hmm. The London Eye, mm-hmm. Westminster Abbey. Yep. St. Paul's Cathedral. Yep. The Globe Theatre. Yep. The Tower of London. Yep. Buckingham Palace. Yep. London Bridge. Yep. Tower Bridge. Yep. Abbey Road. Yep. 221B Baker Street. Yep. Harrods. Yep. Westfield. Yeah, we'll get to that. Big Ben. Yep. Uh, apparently there's a Beatles store and it's only rock and roll. It's a thing in London. I don't know. I want to look at it. Uh, M&M's World. Easy to get to. As I didn't realize until this time, it is right off of Piccadilly Circus and wedged straight between Piccadilly Circus and Leicester Square. Like it is smack bang and it's four store, uh, four floors of fun. And it is right across the road from Lego World. So I can tell you we can go to oh both. Oh my god, yes. 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 If you want to see the Big Ben, we can thing. see it at Lego World. I can and, get a uh, bag of just blue M&Ms. That makes me really happy. You can. Oh, just, I can tell you it. It will be cheaper to buy a normal, like four normal bags and split it. That'll be cheaper. But yes, you can do it anyway. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. We're just going to buy a shitload of M&Ms to carry us for our drive. <laughs> <laughs> Again. It'll cost more than the entirety of the fuel on the entire journey to get those M&M's. But nonetheless, yes, do it. Do it. I still just want to buy M&M's from M&M's. Of course, there's, of course one of the highlights for Andrew was um, called, it was called Candy World, and there's several scattered throughout the city. Um, yeah. Full-on lolly shops, um, which are yes. with, with British and American sweets, and it's just... You know, oh, there was a wall of Oreos, and Andrew ended up buying several versions did they have- of Oreos. Mm. Did they have an Australian section in there? They had Tim Tams, yes. Um, Not just Tim Tams, musk sticks. No, I think they just had Tim Tams, to be honest. Because that's um, an Aussie thing. It Fun is. fact. Yes, musk sticks. Only Aussies would be bothered. Yeah. I mean, only the Aussies that like Vegemite would like musk sticks, to be honest. Um, so I me. like musk sticks. Yeah, okay. That's fine. You I can... toast them. Oh, my God. You're just a psychopath. Yeah, you're welcome. Um... Yeah, look, it's interesting. They they did have things at this store, which had um, I can tell you it had cheesecake. Uh, sorry, carrot cake Oreos, birthday cake Oreos, what? double chuck brownie Oreos, um, double filling Oreos, mega Oreos. Yes, it had a lot of different things. I, I am so you. ready. Yeah, so look, you're gonna have Candy a great time. World. Yes, we'll get you to Candy World. <sighs> and uh, now, I, I, I almost forgot to say the whole point of the, the story is, um, walking along Portobello Road with Andrew, we um, went for fish and chips one night in, uh, in a pub, and it was lovely, and it was nice, and it was great. Um, had a Camden Pale Ale, as you do. Um, now, we did stumble across a merch shop. Now, this merch shop wasn't like random tourist shit. This was full of only... 
band and music t-shirts and it was sensational there were three floors only of band t-shirts um or yeah so you know there were tons of beetle ones tons of the who ones tons of bowie ones tons of queen ones um, Metallica, Ooh. there was uh, Willie Nelson, there was uh, look, look, there was enough to make me go wow, and I don't normally say that I'm not normally big on that stuff, but I was about to buy two, and in fact I forgot to so I think we may have to head there and I may have to buy two, to- two tops from there So what you're saying is don't bring too many t-shirts. Yes, let's buy them there <laughs> I can do that, I, I can happily not bring too many t-shirts that's fine yeah, so uh, I yeah. will just make a point of not bringing my Beatles shirt. Now do it anyway. Do it anyway. It's important. You gotta I'm have looking, your own things. I'm, I'm looking at photos of Eminem's world right now, and I'm seeing <laughs> the Eminem's shirts. Oh yes. my goodness! Okay, for those of you out there that don't know, I have an extensive collection of T-shirts. Phil yes, can do. attest to this. Yes, I can. It's ridiculous. I have over a hundred different pop culture or whatever T-shirts. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's true. Look, look. Um, yeah, these t-shirts are fantastic. They're they're so cool. They look great. Um, oh, I'm so excited. I was swayed into it. I were was they p- were they decently priced? Yeah, they were. They were. Um, I think that was what's the, the decently best thing about priced them. though. Like, like twenty pounds. Yeah, something like that. So forty bucks a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's yeah. Look, see how you go. That's get there. That's see somewhat reasonable. Want. And you can see the ones you want. You get the only really special ones that you want, and that's why I was only really going to get um, one of the Who and either a Bowie one or a Red Hot Chili Peppers one. Ooh. Yeah, because they looked fantastic. Um, yeah. But that's London. Look, look I, I, okay. I, I want to, f- like, not... F- is the word fawn over? I want to just indulge in this talk about London. I'm so excited about you coming to London. I think it's going to be amazing. Um... Or should we it's move on? Should we move on to uh, some of the other topics, or should we stay on London? We can stay on London. Okay. I want to hear all the things. I'm let's so let's excited. push on with London. And uh, look, ah. I I will make sure we do talk about um, uh, Kobe Bryant. I'll make sure that happens um, before the end of the episode, and obviously we'll get to our second of the week as well. Um, Australian Open is going, and. Uh, uh, in fact, let me just quickly rattle off that stuff before we continue on with London. Um, I can tell you that Serena Williams is out, um, defeated in the third round. Um, we yep. had Naomi Osaka defeated in the third round as well. It sets up a great kind of finals uh, for the women's side of things um, with Halep, Barty, and Kvitova, I think. I've never been able to say her name properly, but yeah. Um, in fact, that match is going to happen the day that this podcast comes out. Uh, between Barty and Kvitova, um, and Halep is there too, but I think it may be uh, Halep and Barty grand final. Uh, for, yeah, no, grand final, I'm hoping. Um, then there's the men's side. Now Nadal just defeated Kyrgios um, at the time of us recording this. Uh, now that's while um, Kyrgios has been... Kyrgios has been in remarkably good form and remarkably... And I mean that in terms of you know, both as a player and as a decent human being, which is excellent. I think it's great for him. He's kind of learning that he has a responsibility um, as not a celebrity, but as a as a you know a sporting 
great in some ways because he is a great tennis player. He's just that he never puts his mind to it and he wastes his opportunities. Um, now he's he's quite a fan of basketball. He always thought that he should be a basketball and not a tennis player. Um, and he's a, a fan of the Lakers, massive fan of Lakers. And uh, so he was shattered with the mm. death of Kobe uh, Bryant. But nonetheless, he went down to Nadal um, in four sets in the fourth round. Um, Stan Wawrinka has moved on after winning his match. Federer moves on. Djokovic moves on. So bring on the quarters, I say, because all the headlines are there. Drew, I have one question for you. Now, there are doubles in tennis, obviously, and it's a grand slam, so obviously doubles focus yes. is a focus here as well. Um, are you like me and think that doubles is a little bit, of, little bit of a joke? It's a lot of fun with your friends to play doubles yourself, but professionally, it's almost comical. Like, it's a little bit of a joke, I think, doubles matches. I... I think that there is a tactical thing involved with playing doubles mm. because that is the nature of it. I look. I, it I, feels it feels leisurely though, doesn't it? It feels it, like Sunday tennis with with your friends. It does, and also when you see sometimes you get to those situations where it's very much like pong and the ball just kind of like literally mm. just like ding 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 ding. It's, in fact, it looks like pinball bouncing between two players just back and forth really really quickly. I know that that requires a lot of reflexes and stuff like that, but it almost looks comical. Comparing it to another doubles match like beach volleyball or, or doubles volleyball, that seems to have more skill and more strategy in it, whereas doubles tennis feels like it's luck of the draw. It's almost... It's a game of pinball where you're both playing one of the flap, like flappy things. That's it. Yeah. That, that's what it feels like, and I don't think it's as professional as, as what it what a lot of people that play it think it is. Um, but that's my view on the Australian Open, so that's continuing on. That will continue until uh, this weekend, I think it finishes, um, while you're in London. Uh, now, mm -hmm. back to London, then. We've, we've gotten through that one. That was good. Um, back to London. Yeah. Look, I had a great time in London, and I can tell you that you'll love going to the borough markets, and you'll love going to... We'll try and get to Camden Markets. We didn't get a chance to get to Camden Markets, um, but instead we stumbled across... Portobello markets, which we didn't intend on going to, and had an amazing time then. Had great street food. I had those fantastic little Portuguese tarts, which I adore. Um, I had a great time there. So we'll try and get to Camden markets as well, but it, if we don't, it's okay. Easy. Yes. Um, yeah, look, we'll also... Uh, you, one thing that wasn't on your list, but we'll get to because it links St. Paul's Cathedral and the Globe... And that is um, the Millennium Bridge. Now, the Millennium Bridge is... Of course. Uh, it, it's famous for two reasons. One, because... Well, I mean, it's in London. But now, two other reasons. One, because it is in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, the Dementors destroyed at the start of that. And the other reason is because it was delayed by two years. It was called the Millennium Bridge. It was meant to open in the year 2000. And in fact, it did open in the year 2000. But then... They had some issues, and in high wind, it was bouncy and moved too much and made people seasick, basically. It was just uh, not a very enjoyable bridge. So then they spent £5 million and delayed it by two years and reopened it in 2002, and it was perfect. And that's it. That's my fun fact about the Millennium Bridge. I am keen to see it. We'll walk across it. Is it is on the list. We'll walk across it. And the Globe, yeah, obviously. We'll go past the Globe. Mm. And Tate Modern as well. We'll see that. Yeah, of course. Um, right next door to... The Globe. Um, yeah, look, London's going to be fantastic. I, I'm so excited to 
see London with you. I'm so excited now that I've been there for, you know, I mean, yes, you can live in London and that sort of thing, but I've now been a tourist in London now a couple of times and, and in fact, I've been in London over the last couple of days, which I think puts me in a really good position to kind of be able to show you everything you want to see. And I know my way around enough now that, you know, we can really um, see as much as we need to see and, and, and maximize our time. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a challenging one for us to find. Mm-hmm. And I, I do actually want to go to this spot. I want to find the bench that Liam Neeson and Thomas Sangster sat on when they had the chat. Right. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, the park bench that's obviously yeah. not in a park. The bench overlooking the Thames. Okay. Okay. I'll do some research in the meantime and try and find that. Okay. For some reason, I have the distinct impression that it's... I don't know. I, I got a nagging feeling that it's further down toward Battersea Power Station. Yeah. Like I think so too. End. I think it would be too. Um, but look, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. That is a challenge set for you. I, I will also, while we're there, point out to you the skyscraper that, uh, that features as a Twin Towers, or as Twin Towers, in the movie Johnny English. I'll point out to you those ones as well. Oh, down, down the, the, the hospital building the hospital building yes yes yeah i'll point that one out to you i was as well. only thinking about that a couple of days ago yeah i thought about that the whole time i was in london every single time i saw it i was oh like johnny english yeah yes. so i'll point out to that one now it's in canary wharf yes. it's a bit of a trek to get to but nonetheless you can see it you oh, can very easily worth see it. it yeah oh we've also got to spot the mi6 headquarters yes yes we do now i'm not sure of what building it is but i've completely forgotten but i think in fact it's in a different location to what it is in the films but nonetheless along the thames anyway but yeah we'll, we'll see it we'll find it we can do that yes yeah i didn't oh. even see that one um yeah look you'll you'll cross london bridge i'll make sure that happens we walked across that just the other night saturday night we walked across that bridge um now, I can tell you it is probably the most boring bridge in the entirety of the city, but the story behind it is fascinating and interesting. Um, and again, it it, uh, it has a wonderful market below it. Um, wonderful market below it. So we'll Perfect. get to that one as well. Yeah, the borough markets are so nice. And uh, yeah, you walk under the bridge, walk over it and walk under it. And um, oh. and yeah, obviously Tower Bridge as well. Um been across that one now twice the last week and uh yeah well worth seeing it again we'll take some photos obviously now i'm a photography expert having been able, been able to master yes you are portrait you are. mode yep and uh <laughs> i'll make that happen i'll make it happen uh, i'll get some snaps of you in front of tower bridge and uh can take them home and put them up on your wall of yourself there you go mm-hmm. that's the plan <laughs> you're welcome i'll frame them <laughs> yeah exactly see there you go see you got it you got it um i know what i'm doing yeah look we'll, it'll be fine it'll be great and uh there's obviously king's cross and st pancras station um which you'll know from um harry potter as of course platform nine and three quarters um nine and three quarters think you're being funny do you i, I see it every year michael's always doing you know how 
you know. I love that your Mrs. Weasley is Miss Magpie. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, oh, Blinky. Oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one kind that. of squeaky voice I can do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Look, it's going to be excellent. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm mm. excited for you to see the tube as well. Look, it's not, it is literally a public transport network, but man, it's a great public transport network. It's going to be great to get you on that because it's just, it's an iconic thing. The, the tube, the London Underground, you have to be on it. You have to use it. And it's so going to have to get a, um, going to have to get a, what's the Opal equivalent called again? Oyster card. No, you know what you do? Oyster. You know what you do? If you just have, tap your card. You tap your card or you tap your phone. If you have a card on your yeah, your but if I but if I do those, mm. I will pay an international transaction fee. Yes, unless of course using a travel card or something like that. I could do that. I do have the travel cards. Well, there you go. Then you don't pay anything. There is that option, and it is the same rate. I did learn that it is the same rate as, oh, as using either a, card. Yeah, Oyster card or um, your credit card or debit card or travel card it's the same rate okay yeah um yeah it's a very convenient system i i'm you know it's funny it takes me about takes me about half an hour of looking at the system you know before i use it or even as i use it to be like ah, oh, that's right i know i know how this works there's northbound southbound eastbound or westbound and then each line's a different color and it just you just get it you just get it and the map's very convenient um you know, for such a, a vast transport map compared to what we have in Sydney. Um, yeah, yeah, we're getting there slowly convenient. here. Yeah, but it's it's so convenient and everything shows you where to link up. So if you're not an idiot, you can use the map on the, the train and be like, okay, I can go from here to here to there to there, swap here to go there. Yeah, and it's amazing how quick the journey times are, even with like changing trains and stuff. Whereas in Sydney, it takes about... An hour, and sometimes you have to wait at a station for like 15 minutes. Here you wait at the station for about two minutes, and that's it. It's true. Very convenient. It's exciting. That's good hell. Yep, exactly. But, uh, yeah, look, it's exciting. I'm so excited for you to be here. So excited to see you. So excited to see you in London, and so excited in some ways to... We're so to, close now. Yeah, so close. And, yeah, in many ways, I'm very excited to be a tour guide for you. I think it's going to be excellent, Ooh. and I hope I do, do a good job. Oh, I'm sure you'll do a great job. Anyway, on with the show. On with the show. Now, um, this brings us to our sick end of the week, but just before it does, uh, we do have to touch on the fact that, yeah, basketball legend, um, NBA superstar, Kobe Bryant, um, was killed at the time of this recording um, last night for me here in London, uh, or in, in, yeah. in England. Um and look, details were scarce at first, but now we know that, yeah, his helicopter did go down. Um, with it going down, it, it, it uh, killed him and everyone else on board, including his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, um, as well as one of her friends and her parents um, and and uh, uh, four other people as well um, were killed. There were nine people on board, as I said. Um, what's interesting is, so people then went in and kind of flocked to, um, Staples Center, uh, which mm. is the Lakers' home ground, and, and they made a yep. makeshift kind of memorial for him, and, um, people all over Twitter, um, sporting stars, celebrities, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, um, so many people kind of, um, 
left or not not at the site, but but um, um, said um, very very nice things about Kobe and and um, you know gave their their tribute to him. Um, a lot of sporting stars broke down before their matches in the U.S. Um, again, Nick Kyrgios basically did before his his match here in Australia for, or in Australia for the Australian Open. Um, but then at the Staples Center later that night, there was the Grammy Awards, um, where Alicia Keys said uh, she was the host for the the Grammy Award, and she said, "We're all feeling crazy sadness right now because earlier today, Los Angeles, America, and the whole world lost a hero. We're literally standing here." heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built and I think that's that's um it's uh, fitting that it happened in in his home ground last night and it's it's fitting that then she said that and mentioned about again in many ways it is the home that he built because yeah he was a superstar for the for the Lakers and he was one team player and uh, did an amazing job and and again was instrumental for charities and for um, youths and, and for fans of basketball and yeah he really brought the the um, NBA together um, like you know so few can by being an absolute legend and blowing people away with his abilities um, yeah it's just tragic when things like this happened um, you know he, he played 20 years for the Lakers um, he yeah. was the MVP in 2008 he's a two-time MVP finals um, player uh, and he also, I'm just trying to find another step here. He also um, was the NBA scoring champion twice and a two-time Olympic gold medalist. So you know, it's yep. uh, yeah, it's um, he was he was an amazing player and uh, or, or, or um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be missed by many people, and I know it's going to hit a lot of people. And it's it's interesting. It's one of those shocking ones. You know, you just can't believe that it's happening. I'm not a fan of basketball so much but it's nonetheless it's just when the world loses such a big character or a big influence um you know a sporting legend sport i think is so important to the world and it changes so many people and it it brings people together and it it divides and bring brings people together but at least they're united in one thing that's the love of sport and when you have a a legend like kobe bryant be taken way too early you know it it it's amazing just what it does to the whole world and the community and how it shocks everyone to the core. It's, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's... The fact that it's brought so many people together in the last 24 hours the way it has, mm. it's a testament to him. He was an incredible uh, athlete, but just... I, I have never heard a bad word about him. Mm. In all the years, no one has ever had anything bad to say about him. No, and 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 what's what's um, what's very interesting is that so he he you know there was a, you know who I'm talking about this and and it's it's not entirely appropriate but nonetheless, you know on that he was accused once of a sexual assault. Now what's interesting mm. is so the person didn't testify or chose not to testify because it wasn't factual. He always claimed that it was consensual and then they didn't testify, which proved that he was basically right. Um, but he then apologized anyway, despite the fact that it was found that he was in the right, he wasn't incorrect, he wasn't lying, he still apologized for it, and he was like, you know, I'm sorry that we, she may have had a different view on, on what it was, but, you know, like, and he mm. apologized for that. The fact that he still apologized when he wasn't wrong, 
he could have been like, how dare you try and sabotage my reputation or my, you know, career? How dare you do that? He said he apologized for it. Yeah. You know, it, again, it's to that idea that, that he is a remarkable person. You know, he didn't have to take any, any, he, he could have tried to distance himself as much from that, but still in, he still chose to speak publicly about it and issue an apology to the person that was accusing him. Yeah. Interesting. Very. Yeah. But, Drew, we'd made a decision yes. last week, just after we recorded last week's episode, in fact. In fact, as we were recording it, um, the news would have broke, but then as soon as we were finished, you jumped on the news and then found said story. Uh, and we made a declaration last week to ourselves that we would have um, a special sick hint of the week. And Drew, I'll hand it over to yes, you. we do. I want you to uh, give us this one because this means a lot to you. Um, sadly, we learned that another member of Monty Python passed away in the last week, and that was Terry Jones. Um, for those of you that don't know, he was Welsh, which is a lovely little thing, given that many of the Pythons were simply from England. Um, Terry wasn't the most well-known python but he worked so damn hard and he directed a lot of their films so um for those of you that aren't aware he made his directorial debut with monty python and the holy grail which he co-directed with terry gilliam who happens to be the only american python um he also then directed Life of Brian and The Meaning of Life. He also played Brian's mum. As I would say, the most significant films of Monty Python, you know, the most well-known. Those three are the, yeah, mm. the critical three. Um, incredibly, incredibly intelligent man and just gifted and naturally funny. All of them are. All the members of the Pythons are funny. But in um, in the case of Terry Jones, he just I don't know the, like there's there's this very unique thing about him. He was I felt like his brand of humor was a little bit different than the rest of them. His was a little bit off the beaten track from the general Python. I don't, I don't know. It's very hard to explain. Um, mm. He just... He was a little bit different, and it was great. And it was so much fun to always watch it. And to see him create something that just made made you roar with laughter. I, for me, it was always Brian's mum. Mm -hmm. Like That's my favourite thing that he did in Python. Um he also, when he wasn't part of Monty Python, he was still doing work with them. Um, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember a live-action Wind in the Willows movie in 1996? Yes. Yes, I do. So he directed that, and he played um, Mr. Toad in it. I did not know that. Yep. He also wrote the oh. script. Oh, wow. And, and most of the Pythons appear in it as well. 
fantastic. I think I need to rewatch that. I haven't given that it's due viewing. Well, well, I've been trying to track down a copy. I would have thought the one place I would be able to get it mm. is over there with you. But yes. Even doing some digging, I'm struggling to find a copy of it even over there. Well, we'll have to have a look in the store then. We will indeed. Um, but like the man was very gifted and it's very sad to see him go. Um, his last uh, directorial effort is also classed as the final Python movie and it's called Absolutely Anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find a write-up on it. Here, a disillusioned school teacher is given the chance to do anything he wishes by a group of aliens watching from space. Have you seen it? No, I've not. So Simon Pegg is the uh, is the school teacher, and the aliens are played by the Pythons. Right, right. I know. I okay. I have not seen that one. It also <laughs> has um. It also has Robin Williams in it. Right. Or rather, Robin Robin Williams's voice because he voices Simon Pegg's dog in it. <laughs> Alrighty. So I think I need to make an effort to watch that one too then. It is a wonderful film. I would very much recommend it. I've I've actually got it on disc. It's a right. very funny film. But yes, Terry Jones, you brought a wealth of laughter, knowledge, um, fun to the world, both with and without the Pythons. And for that, you are our sick Kent of the week. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And, and uh, yeah, we we made that call last week that that's what we'd do and uh you know despite despite kobe's tragedy there was to be only one sick end of the week this week and yes. uh yeah we stand by that um well on that that somber note jesus we haven't had an episode at the end of that kind of dark in a long time but anyway um drew thank you very much for being on this week's episode once again as always yes and thank you i thank you again as always too and um yeah look uh next time um you hear our voices drew will be with me on this side of the world and uh, i say bring it on insane absolutely drew how do we end this uh podcast every single week yep yep